Hi friends, welcome. This is it. We have over a decade of episodes unpacking stories and life to help you discover your purpose, your divine design, and what you are wired to do. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt. Please subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to Girlfriend It so we can be in it together. Well, welcome. This is Patty Wyatt. I will be your host today. And we are going to be talking about our prison system. Our prison system in the United States is broken. And what can we do? The problem, only 33% of all released inmates in Arizona stay out of prison. So how can we lean into some solutions for this broken down system? Well, today we have Executive Director for Alongside Ministries, Ken Sheets, to share some of the solutions that his organization has been working diligently on. So welcome, Ken. It's an honor to have you on Girlfriend It. Well, Patty, it's uh, great to be with you. It was great to meet you a while ago and, and talk about this and this potential. So uh, it's happening, and so I'm excited to be with you. Thanks. I'm so excited. And, Kent, you have been doing ministry for 50 years. And oh, yeah. <laughs> you've been married for 42 years. So give us your secret sauce. <laughs> well, I, I got a lot of grace in my life, I guess. Uh, uh, the Lord has blessed me in so many ways. He gave me a call on my life while I was in college, and it was confirmed with people that uh, men men in my life that were um, chipping away at my life and trying to help me grow and mature up and and uh, saw some things in me and encouraged me to um, yeah, take this calling on my life to serve God wherever he chose to do so and do it with everything that I have. And, and I uh, just kind of uh, have that, that's kind of my uh, impetus behind what I'm doing because God hasn't told me not to do that anymore. So mm-hmm. I am uh, um, excited about the journey that I've been on for these uh, many decades. And God gave me the right wife to go through the journey with. Uh, so I'm blessed uh, to have the, the support and the partner that I have to be able to do what I do. Well, I when I met you, Ken, your passion comes out your pores. And I will say that sometimes that's rare as we've been doing ministry for that many decades where you finally, I mean, I've heard people who have done amazing things, um, you know, here, here on earth because that's what they've been called to do. And they finally get to a point where they're exhausted. It's like, okay, I'm handing the baton onto somebody else. And especially with what you're doing within the, the prison, um, it, it can be very exhausting when you're, when you're dealing with people who have, um, a mindset where it's just so easy to give up. I mean, they've been beat down, beat down, beat down. A lot of them are um, often, you know, drug users or they've they've done, her, in their mind, horrific things that can never be forgiven. And yet you have come alongside them and you're still so passionate about it. So tell us what is Alongside Ministries? What is oh, this organization that yeah. you've been with since 2017? Yes, I've been uh, on staff, paid staff since 2017. I knew the founder who started this ministry uh, in 1999, 
I was in a church where we got to know him. Um, our church began to support financially at that time, the ministry. Uh, we, he recruited volunteers from our church. So our church had a, a beginning time with him early on in the 2000s and have watched this ministry grow. I began to volunteer and go uh, and preach on the inside uh, since 2014. And I fell in love with the color orange. Uh, as I did so, and I volunteered for those few years before God just said, hey, you know, I want to bring you um, into this role that I'm in as our founder retired, and uh, I am blessed to be sitting in this seat. You, you adequately described the people in prison just a minute ago. You know, we call what you said the the black bag of issues. Every man and every woman that comes to us has a past, and mm-hmm. most of it is dramatic, full of trauma, and there is a, almost an assumption I can't understand how you're still alive, let alone I get why you're in prison. So we know that our men and our women that are in the prison system, all of them, Regardless, those that uh, have come to Christ and want to come to our ministry, we know that there is issues in their life that have to be unpacked, and mm-hmm. that's part of what we do. So Alongside Ministries is unique in the sense that uh, our model is unique. So would you like me to describe our model? Yes, please, please. Uh, all right. Uh, our our we are a prison transition ministry. We we go into prison. We provide the hope of Jesus Christ through services, Bible studies, special events. We go inside, uh, and we're all over the state of Arizona right now. We have churches, and uh, that's what I call these services, these Bible studies. And we take volunteers, and we do church services in there. They hear about us because we're always saying, do you have a plan for relief? We're always challenging. What is your plan for relief? Because you indicated the 33% uh, success rate in Arizona, and the country is real similar to that, where our model is we go inside, we provide the hope of Christ. If a man or a woman uh, is interested in them, us, they apply, they are interviewed, we vet them a little bit there, and then based on their release date, here's the second part of our our success, is then we put a mentor in their life to begin to disciple them on the inside with our materials and what we have found that is effective in preparing them for their release. Then that mentor, that discipler, who has spent probably 9 to 12 months with them on the inside, Picks them, at, uh, picks them up at the gate. They then uh, usher them to a great meal on the outside, and then they bring them to our, our, our homes. And this is really where we separate from most prison ministries. Uh, I have yet to find a prison ministry in our country that does both inside, outside, and the mentoring component that links both. So we look for hearts that are, compl- you know, they're desirous to grow in their walk with Christ, 
we add that mentor in their life that probably will spend uh, a year and a half to two years with them, discipling them. And then we provide these homes that we uh, know will provide a community, the, the biblical community, the body of Christ, which probably uh, most of them have never experienced before. So that breaks that chain of going back to what we call the land of familiar, going back to their where they grew up and getting back into the same old lifestyle that got them put in prison to begin with. And so we break that recidivism rate right there by that uh, is our success. Finding the heart inside, discipling them inside, discipling on the outside and providing a safe atmosphere for them. So that's our, our model. Yeah. Well, isn't it interesting, Ken, that, you know, I started out the show with, yeah, 33% of all released inmates in Arizona stay out of prison. And then right. you come alongside with this ministry and now 92% who get out, stay out. And I, it's, it's befuddling to me that we can see the percentage and we can see the statistics here. And yet it's, it still stays so broken because there's not enough. I, I guess my point is you would think that uh, across the country, we would pour more money into this solution when you see that the mentoring and the community really does make a difference. Now, we right. know the secret is that hope in Christ. Even right. if you presented it in such a way of this model um, you know, we're wired for a community. We know even outside of the Christian realm, you know, research shows that relationships, 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 they matter. Yeah. And yet, uh, what do you have to say? Like, why do we not lean into that? And we're okay just having them come back into prison. Right. Um, you know, it, and uh, I want you to know, yes, we are faith-based. We believe Jesus is the great transformer uh, of a life. But I also know that a positive influence, uh, rather, whether they're a believer or not, I've had coaches in my life that didn't know Jesus that made a positive impact in my life. Mm -hmm. So the whole concept of mentoring, even outside of the faith, can be a positive influence on a person's life. I, I, the state understands us. They know about us. We have a great uh, reputation with the Department of Corrections. We have a great reputation with the chaplains here in the state of Arizona. They love our model. They, they get it. Uh, I've had some state officials come to our facilities and see us in action. And you, I'm with you. I just go, well, why are we... Uh, worried about uh, a yoga class uh, or or something on the inside that really doesn't have an impact on recidivism. Recidivism is the big buzzword in our state and in, and across the country. How to reduce that number? How to be more successful? So the state in our country, which is the most incarcerated country in the world, is trying to figure out the very question that you're asking. How do we reduce this? We know it's Jesus, but there's other ways that states 
and our country can look at this without um, bringing Jesus Christ into it. There are some positive ways, Pro- providing a mentor, providing a break from uh, after release, somebody can go someplace, um, be established, and get their feet to decompress, get a job, and find housing for people that cannot then have an option rather to stay where they are and get this support versus going back home and getting in trouble again. Mm-hmm. So there is there are some there are some institutions that are trying to do this. Uh, there's a new group called New Freedom Gold Country Hand in Hand that are trying this out. Uh, it's a shortened version of what we do. They have a, a hotel they converted into uh, a three-month stay for uh, released individuals. Both men and women go to this hotel. They get some life skills. They don't work yet. They don't get a mentor yet that uh, will stay the distance with them, but they're trying. So there are some things that the private sector is trying, but as far as the state set, uh, system, um they they are trying to do more for inside training for jobs and preparation for jobs like resume uh, writing and uh, interview. Uh, so there are some things they're trying to do, but I don't see real effect at this point. So uh, again, I think what we do, the mentorship, the length of time that they spent is so critical and providing a, um, a community that is uh, is important. So uh, until they figure that one out and put some money in that direction, I don't know if we'll see those numbers drop much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I mean, just the things you listed, like you said, you know, they're, they're getting out. They have to set up their finances. They have to figure out right. a resume. They have to, you know, a, a mentor just to guide them along other than just a parole officer that you have to check in with to make sure. I mean, that's just to me, that's like, OK, I, I'm being followed by the principal. <laughs> yeah, and, and right. It, it, to be able to have someone that says, no, I, I really genuinely care about you. I value you as a human being and I want you to be successful. And I I know for many people, um, they get angry at that because it's like, well, I don't value them. I want them to eat gross crusted bologna sandwiches for what they did in society. Right, right. Uh, yet, you know, we do look in scripture. Scripture says a lot about what we need to be doing for those that are in, in prison and just regarding helping them and having compassion and helping the needy, you know, God despises his captive people in Psalm 69. We can read about that. So as believers, we really are called to to do something here. And, you know, what is is exciting um, about what you do? Like, how come I see so much passion that comes out of your pores? Oh, I think it's because of, okay, I've been in the church ministry uh, for all these decades, and now uh, seeing these men and women that have a heart for Jesus, they're wet cement. They are just so ready to do something different, and they don't know how to do this. So some of the simplest, uh, most basic 
fund, fundamental issues, spiritually, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. I get to see them develop this, and uh, it's it's like light bulbs going on all the time. Where in church ministry, we can kind of get comfortable, we can kind of sit back and and not participate, but our men and women uh, are being transformed uh, right in front of our eyes. And I guess that's what excites me. We get up and we don't know the conversation that we may have with someone today will impact their heart right now. And we see the application of that right then and there or shortly afterwards. And we know that if a life changes with us, most of our women probably have multiple children from multiple fathers, and then they get to then show these children mm-hmm. that they are changing and they want uh, a, a, a life change and they want to be a positive, godly woman or a godly uh, man, father and uh, mother in their life that they've never done before. We're changing now generation. So mm-hmm. it's... Uh, you know, just the domino effect of Jesus working in one life means it's another life, and and uh, we get to see it often, and it's usually traumatic. We mm. you know, we see, like we indicated, we talked earlier about these issues. We get to see some of these big issues tackled, and God performs uh, big things in our people's lives often. Mm. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of fun, I have to tell you a domino effect that <laughs> that happened with me. So I I shared with you that my mom was was murdered in a random shooting, and for for yeah. whatever reason that that led me down a path of going into speaking in prisons. And I was in Texas uh, with my sister and another friend, and. At one point, we were stand, we were sitting right in the very front pew of prison church, and it was packed. And in yeah. Texas, they they wear a lot of white in some of the prisons rather than orange, and they had a choir. So they had these uh, bleachers or whatever you'd call them that they went to go stand on for their their choir, and they got up there, and they were they were very serious about this this choir, you know, that they, they were a part of and they they got up there and these beautiful smiles and the conductor, uh, you know, started the music and was looking at them, you know, ready with her hands up. She's ready to to get the song started. And they just started screaming in such a way that but they were they were so excited and they started <laughs> screaming, have your way, Lord, have your way, have your way. Have your way, Lord, have your way, have your way. It caught me off guard, and I could not stop giggling. You know how you get that communal giggles where you (laughs) And And to this day, though, I can't tell you how many times when I am discouraged and you're at that place where it's like, okay, God, just sustain me. You know, you're in, you're just begging. And I will sing that song in my head. At the time, it was so funny because they were yelling it. And now in my head, it's like, have your way, Lord, have your way, have your way. <laughs> so you never know the domino effect of what prison can have on you. And you're right. It's just fun. And and that's just a funny story that that was literally almost 20 years ago. And I still have that song in my head. So 
with that. Yeah. And they love to worship. They do. They are expressive. They, they, our folks really understand redemption. They understand the blood of Jesus Christ. They, they know where they've been and they are excited about where they are and they celebrate redemption. So that's another one of the things that excites me because they get redemption. They have to learn what it is to continue to follow Jesus and, and live that uh, gift of redemption out. So, but that's what we're here for. Hmm. And and that is so true. When you are in prison and listening to them worship, you actually go yeah. back to church and you go, you guys just don't get it. It's either yeah. if you're in student ministries where they're just shouting out the songs and and yeah. and when I say shout, I mean it's just they they don't care. It's this uninhibited. I I picture, you know, David when Michael's looking out the window at him and he's just dancing in the streets getting naked. Like that kind of worship. That's how they are in prison where they truly are are worshiping and then you it it spoils you. It's hard to go back into your regular <laughs> churches when they're just you know, singing yeah. a song yeah. from K-Love. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. different. So how can a person get involved with you, Ken? Oh, that's a great question. Let me go back a little bit to what you just, uh, we love going, we visit other churches. And the other churches that we go visit are often the churches that uh, support us financially. And we just are saying thank you. We want to, we go and visit. But the churches are always grateful to um, our group who is very expressive and and loud like we're talking about here in worship and and it's refreshing for those churches to to have us with us have them have us with them and uh experience worship together because we kind of bring a a certain level of noise and rowdiness and (laughs) and a different look so it's it's uh kind of encouraging on both sides yeah. But how do people get involved? We are a volunteer dominant ministry. We are so staff lean, but uh, we rely on the volunteers. And there are so many opportunities, both inside and outside. If you um, are interested as a volunteer to be a teacher or a preacher or a worship leader or some Bible study leader on the inside, yeah, we're looking for a little bit of a commitment if you're going to do those. We, you know, we go in once a week to um, all our churches all across the state, mostly here in Phoenix, Buckeye, Florence, a little bit in Tucson, a little bit in Yuma. But we're always looking for mentors and teachers and worship leaders and Bible study teachers that do um the, the, the communication of Jesus Christ and the hope that he brings on the inside as well as promoting ASM alongside ministries as well. So we are looking for that. There's a, We have a website you can go to, you can um, apply, you, and uh, we will con- contact you, and uh, we'll get you started. There is a badging process that we have to go through with the Department of Corrections. So it's not just us. We to to get somebody on the inside. There's a process with the 
Department of Corrections as well, but there's plenty of opportunities He's on the inside. On the outside, there's even more opportunities. And, uh, again, if you want to teach, we're, we um, have Bible studies. We have life skills. We have celebrate recovery for our men and women, so we're looking for sponsors for that. We have, uh, again, mentoring that we, we, we're often needing. There's some things at the office, a handyman. There's where a small group could even come and have a meal with our guys. Um, is whatever, once a quarter, once a week, once a month, whatever. Uh, that's something that uh, a small group wants to engage with and come and hang out for an hour and a half and uh, be with our guys and hear testimonies. There's a lot of churches that start there. They bring a group of people, they bring a meal with them, and they just hang out and uh, are amazed. And they're often blessed and say, man, we we came here to give, but we got more than we gave. And uh, there's often that happens as well in that dynamic. There's work projects we can do if you're a handyman. There's uh, lots of things we can get you involved with. Mm. It, you know, and it's so significant. Isn't that amazing? Just breaking bread with each other, uh, letting oh, them know. Yeah. Once again, you know, I I value you, and I want you to be successful. And I I want to take the time to sit here and and eat and share and hear your story. Right, right. Um, so what? We just we, have a couple minutes left. Um, yeah. What What is a story that you can share with? Well, we just got a guy out that has served 38 years. Mm. How's that? Think about the world 38 years ago and what yeah. it is today. Uh, he's um, just recently had a couple strokes on the inside that has kind of uh, made his body tweak a little bit. So we got some uh-huh. uh, medical issues going on. But, man, he's got a great heart, great spirit. But uh, another way... We're looking for help with that guy is just to how to navigate a phone. You know, what you and I mm-hmm. take for granted. I, you know, we, we live off our phones. He, he doesn't know. He's, he comes from the old rotary days. And uh, so life has really changed for him. So, you know, he's an amazing guy. Um, he went through clemency, which means we had to go through a clemency board to get him out. Mm-hmm. And we successful with that and man the guy is in tears of joy he's mm. been out about eight days now and we are just seeing a guy that physically can't work right now but is looking for engagement and doing some things and uh, being successful and and i um i'm excited about this guy so yeah another yeah. place to volunteer is come alongside this guy and just spend time with him yeah. Yeah. Well, Ken, thank you so much for sharing your stories and you can go to alongside. Uh, well, actually it is, um, I'm looking here. Yeah, you can do, if you Google alongside ministries, you, you'll get uh, a link to our website. It's under asmaz.com. So. All right. Well, thank and thank you for listening to Girlfriend It. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com. 